Hey guys, Boomadoo here with the Grind Scheme of Things. In this episode, we are going to be talking about why SMART goals don't work. Three reasons why SMART goals don't work. Now, if you are at the managerial level, um, this probably is something that you are interested in discovering or understanding better. Um, and I'm going to sort of graze at the uh, some elements of the top of the iceberg, if you can imagine that um, illustration. Um, of why they don't work and get get a little bit deeper to the base of the iceberg um, that is more than likely going to sink your team's ship um, on its path towards the goal or the goals that you've set out for it. So um, is that if that's of interest to you, continue to listen on as well as for those of you who are professionals who have a perhaps a, a team, you know, you're part of a team and you know, you're uh, trying to support a smart goal um, or be involved in fulfilling on a SMART goal, or if you have personal goals, right, and you're trying to use a SMART goal model, um, this podcast is also going to help you. This episode here is going to help you in just really understanding maybe some adjustments that you can make in order for you to attain and to uh, reach reach your objectives as well. So that said, let's jump right in. So SMART goal, um, the SMART goal frame of reference is a, it's a frame of reference that's based on an acronym, right? So SMART goals are written uh, with five key elements, okay? They're, they are the um, the word SMART, as in S-M-A-R-T, and each letter stands for something. So S in SMART goal is for specific, M is for measurable, A is for achievable, R is for, um, hang on one second, I think real, just confirm and make sure I don't butcher uh, relevant, right? Um, and T is for time, right? You know, the time frame. So, you know, like anything else, right? This is one of those models that we've inherited in our sort of world of productivity to mimic and emulate and implement in our, you know, in our business and in our, um, you know, in our life. So if your goals contain those five elements, um, then technically you should be able to make anything happen that you set your mind to, right? Wrong. And that's why I wanted to go over these three things that are, you know, dismantling your SMART goal uh, wishes. So the first thing about SMART goals is, and I'm going to, uh, you know, there's a, an article that was um, written on Atlassian.com um, about this, and, and it does a great job of just illustrating this whole SMART goal concept. But the thing about you know SMART goals is that um, one, the reason why they don't work is if you are the person even who's creating a SMART goal for a team, or maybe you're a part of a team and you're receiving some aspects of the SMART goal, you don't own them. And what I mean by you don't own them is that someone is giving you the orders. Someone is telling you that this is what the goal is. And in them telling you that this is what the goal is, you're then sort of adapting that, right? Um, making, you're making some adaptations, I should say, to your own operations to figure out how to fit into it. And in that process, there's this element, this aspect of you or your team member, uh, team members, who, who, who they don't have any ownership of the goal. And when there isn't any ownership of the goal, then everything begins to fall apart, right? It becomes drudgery. 
it becomes forced. It becomes why aren't they motivated or why am I not motivated to hit this goal? Or if you have your own personal goals, right? It uh, It's something that you haven't quite fully embraced, right? Ownership of the goal, like really recognizing what value do I bring to the fulfillment of this goal is important for you individually and it's important for your teammates and your team members also to identify with. Otherwise, you're just going to be forcing yourself and or forcing other people to try to be uh, in alignment or in compliance to what you want them to do, right? So that's number one, one of the reasons why your SMART goals don't work or are not working or aren't working as well as you'd like. Two, no emotional commitment or investment. You know, when it comes to fulfilling on a goal, if you think about anything you've ever truly accomplished on your journey, um, you know that there's a part of you that put blood, sweat, and tears into the fulfillment of that goal. You know, and to illustrate the first point that I mentioned where you don't, uh, why smart goals fail because you don't own them, um, you know, you know, last year, uh, was it last year? It could have been, wow. Yeah, I guess it was last year. Um, you know, I took on a, an initiative, right? Like a physical challenge of uh, working out, right? And exercising. And, you know, generally speaking, there might have been like a, an over overview of looking at an objective and saying, uh, or the objective of, oh, you know, I want to, um, I want to, uh, build up mass or um, I just want to be more physically fit and but without specifics right um, of it I was going nowhere and so what I began to do actually was I bought a notebook and I kind of worked at it backwards as far as owning the goal of my physical fitness instead of setting goals of oh well, I'm gonna do 20 reps two sets or three sets of 20 reps or whatever it was that was the exercise, I just began to capture what I was doing or what I was able to do, right? So in other words, if I was gonna do pull-ups, um, three sets of pull-ups, I was gonna document set one with how many reps I was able to do. Then I'd take a rest and then I'd go to set um, two and I'd document and I'd go in and do the exercise until I, until I failed, until failure, right? And then I would document that. And then the third set and so on, right? On any other exercise that I was doing. That kind of specificity, that kind of self-assessment, right? Is what gave me enough, uh, you could say, determination or sensibility to be able to fulfill on the goal, right? Um, and so in the same way, you're, you, if you are kind of applying this or trying to use the SMART goal model uh, for yourself or for your team, you've got to really ask or at least try to determine what those limits and what those parameters are that people can own. Like for me, I could own that, you know, maybe on my first attempt that the best I could do is maybe 12 reps or 15 or whatever that number was, right? And then I could own that that's the, most, the, be, the best I could do in that first set and own however many I could do in the second, and own the, the however many I could do in the third, but this next time around, whether it was a day or, or I should say two days later or so, right, I could then document and see if I'd, if I'd noticed an improvement, right? 
That is how I get to start to take responsibility and ownership of my own performance. So the same thing applies. So kind of a, a bit of a longer illustration than, uh, than you know, m most perhaps, but I hope you get the idea, right? Without that kind of gritty ownership of one's capacity, right? That then determines the specificity of that goal, your goal uh, is going to be a little bit harder, right? Uh, for you to accomplish. So the second thing, as I mentioned, was the emotional commitment. And that emotional commitment has to do with, you know, like I said, putting the blood, sweat uh, and tears uh, equity into the outcome. You know, when we hear, if you've ever been part of a team where you've heard a goal or you heard a number, you know, pushed out, oh, this year we need to add on a, an extra, you know, two million in revenue. Here's what that means for each department. Here's what that means for each member or here's what we're, here's what we're trying to get to for the quarter, right? And everybody hears that number. And that, that number either strikes fear or indifference in people, right? And with that fear or with that indifference um, comes behavior and actions. Fearful people don't do much, right? Besides like flee. And indifferent people don't do much besides just tell you to go, you know, somewhere else, <laughs> right? So how do you get that emotional buy-in, right? That's that's the issue. That's the challenge. And this is where it requires an amount of establishing or understanding yourself and or if you're overseeing or managing a team, understanding the team members individually. So in identifying the team members individually, really understanding their circumstances or their, you know, just, you know, what they're made of is really just generally understanding what what motivates them to show up. Right. Obviously, if they're working on a team, working with you, showing up to the office, right? And or in your instance, if you are showing up to a showing up to as a part of the team or showing up to the office and you are working with the team to fulfill on the goal, what's at stake for you? Right? What's the emotional payoff if this goal is met? And sometimes the emotional payoff could be something like, I don't want to lose my job. Right, which is also kind of a little bit steeped in fear, right? But it definitely gets people up out of bed every morning to show up, right? But it's not really the um, I, you know, ideal way that anyone truly wants to live. So, in understanding what your motives are, right, what it is that you truly want, or what it is that's really on the other side. So it could be something as simple as bonuses, something as simple as you know, extra days off, um, or whatever it might be, right? It's understanding like, well. What is the emotional anticipated experience upon reaching this goal that this individual team member wants, right? If you, if we use the illustration of telling the kids, hey, uh, let's say the soccer team, if you, if you guys win this match, we got pizza, <laughs> right? We got pizza for you uh, and, uh, and some high C's or Capri Suns, whatever it is that they, you know, choose to drink. Right for them, they're playing that that they're playing that game definitely to win, and the excitement of of, of having a pizza party thrown in their honor is just um, more than enough in some instances, of course, to inspire uh, inspire some performance. Right now, again, there's two levels of winning. Right, there's actually winning the game, and then of course the reward of the win being um, you know being a pizza party. Now, yeah, that's a small illustration. But the joy, right, the happy belly experience for these kids is 
more than enough, right? To remind them or to help them kick in the high gear their own uh, athletic performance, right? To think of it. And or in the case of, uh, you know, winning a trophy, of course, or winning a division, um, or winning just a match in and of itself, there's that element of pride, right? The element of, you know, we, we, we showed up and we, we're going to demonstrate to mom and dad in the stands or to our community or to our school that, um, you know, we represented well. So pride, right, is the emotional investment. But you've got to understand what that is for you and or your team or teammates if you're looking to get their emotional buy-in, okay? So that's number two, why, you know, smart goals don't work, but also uh, with a solution, right? Three, no, visualiz no visualization or lack of imagination applied, okay? So this one's actually probably the biggest out of all these three in that, you know, when a smart goal is set up, specific, measurable, uh, achievable, relevant, and, you know, timely, right? Um, there's got to be a process to keep it uh, top of mind. And one of the best ways to keep a goal top of mind is to exercise the power of your imagination. In other words, re rethinking or imagining what that experience is going to be like or what life is going to be like or what's going to be said at the meeting or what um, what customer reviews are going to be or um, what management is going to say after the goal has been reached. He, you know, being able to sort of visualize and using the, um, the faculty of imagination to anticipate that outcome, right, will more than guarantee that outcome is fulfilled um, in a particular way or within a particular window of time, right? And or with a particular kind of an experience. That lack of imagining, that lack of visualization, of, an, of energetic anticipation of an outcome also feeds itself into why there is no emotional investment, right? These two go hand in hand. If you're able to imagine, if you're able to visualize what that outcome is going to be, what the accolades you're going to get are, how great and how relieved you're going to be when this is all said and done and working towards that or how great your time away is going to be, that vacation you're going to get, uh, that, you know, what you're going to um, invest in or, or spend part of your bonus on, right? Once this outcome is reached, whatever it is, right? That process of reimagining and reimagining and re-envisioning until you are totally satisfied and uh, filled with this sense of accomplishment before the, the goal is even met, that assures you and your teammates, or at least creates an energy of assurance that we can get this done. So that being said, um, those are the three things, right, that are uh, critical for you to consider or to infuse uh, into your life as you use the smart uh, smart goal mo model to achieve your objectives. So that being said, uh, if you have uh, personal goals that you want to create specific, measurable, um, achievable, relevant, and timely results, there's a quiz that I'll give you um, below. Uh, or actually, you can go and visit 24blueprint.com to access that quiz. That quiz will give you an opportunity to begin to assess using a, uh, a particular model called the 25 Blueprint model to incorporate your SMART goals. And, and in this way, your SMART goals are no longer just 
things that you are just generally, specific, you know, just specific and uh, measuring and, and, you know, identifying as achievable or relevant or timely, but you are now able to, using this particular model, execute, right? Which is the wild card in all of this. After all the visualization, after all the emotional investment um, and owning the goal, there is a level of execution and performance, daily execution and daily performance that's required uh, for, for, for the fulfillment of the objectives. And that's what's available uh, for those who are um, in need of a real sort of easy to identify mapped on model to support you in your daily life and daily execution of following through on your smart goals. So that being said, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you listening to the grind scheme of things. This is Boomadu. And I will talk to you soon and um, looking forward to your feedback as well. If you have um, some thoughts, ideas or questions, I'm available on Facebook.com forward slash Buimadu Co. That's B-U-I-H-E-M-A-D-U-C-O. You can reach me there and send me a, send me a message, you know, letting me know your thoughts of this podcast and other uh, questions and topics and subject matters that you'd like uh, to be covered. Thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon.